listeners it's cameron here and ria and we are going to be taking a one month break from the show in order to make a, a television, television show. show we're making a show called take my wife for CISO, which is nbc's new digital platform you can find it at CISO.com. that's where my most recent stand-up special well my first stand-up special first one is it's called marriage material you can also get it as an itunes album but we're gonna be back in one month having made our first tv show Woo! so please enjoy our show with the guest hosts and we love you bye put your hands together put your hands together Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your What's up, hands everybody, thanks for coming out to Put your hands together. Put your hands together. So glad I'm here, guest hosting for you at Put Your Hands Together. Give it up. Uh, Rhea Butcher tweeted out that I would be guest hosting, so if you're disappointed that Cam and Rhea are not here, I understand. But let's be real. You're not that good of a fan. You don't really follow Rhea on Twitter. I follow her on Twitter. You know, if she didn't at me, I would have read it. I would have seen it. I'm up in the feed. I know what's going on. So, you know, if you're upset, that's kind of also on you. But, hey, I understand also. They're fantastic. And there's only one of me. And I'm not wives. I'm a husband. Husbands are terrible. And there are two wives. It's like fucking very dynamic. It's hard to squeeze in there and crush that gap. You know what I mean? It's tough. Hard to fill that space. You guys having a, a good, was it Tuesday? Yeah. Swore to God it was Tuesday yesterday. I was pressing the girl at the weed store to give me the Tuesday hookup. And she was like, hey, it's Monday. And I was like, I bet this happens all, all day. All day, every day. Yep. Yep. I was like, oh, I'm going to tip her a bunch. <laughs> this is, felt pretty bad about that. Uh, I'm having a great time up here. This is fun. This is a... a, a it's been uh, revealed to me. This is like a it's like a dangerous activity. This is for people that are into like high risk situations. Oh, I found that very fascinating, very exciting. Love that, love that, love that. Because a lot of people are afraid of public speaking. Are you afraid of public speaking? Nah, you're a cool customer. I got that. <laughs> is anyone here afraid of public speaking? I'm gonna bring you up here right now. JK, I'm kidding. That's crazy. That would be so rude. I don't want to create that sort of horrible nuisance. This is a real fear, though, because you can get up in front of people, and people will say, what's the worst that could happen? Oh, everything. Oh, everything. Oh, my God. Whatever you think, it's worse. It's much, 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 much worse. When it goes bad, it's terrible. It's terrible. You know those horrible sweats you get in, like, a, a meeting where you have to speak up, and you're like, oh, fuck, I'm underprepared? Oh, yeah. It's a meeting for one. It's a presentation, and you're supposed to make them laugh the whole time? Uh, not good. A lot of room for failure. A lot of wiggle room, but mostly negative wiggle room. You're <laughs> most likely going to be worse than you anticipated, and I think that's great. <laughs> It gets me excited. It gets me excited. Uh, this is what I learned recently is never, if, 
if there was a movie that created a fear in you, if you have a fear inside of you that came from a movie as a child, never watch that as an adult. Don't watch it because it's not scary. <laughs> it's not scary <laughs> at all. It's not even a little bit scary. I was a child. I was a little Huckleberry Finn motherfucker, jumping around, pulling off tails from lizards, just being terrible. And then I saw arachnophobia, and it fucking terrified me to death because it was like burrowing in and out of people. Yuck, not for me. You know, I was very, very afraid. And I love John Goodman, so I felt like this paternal character was in there guiding me through this terrifying thing, but still too scary, you know? Even he had to put on an extra cavalier attitude, which was clearly overcompensating for his fear of spiders. God, it was all there. Oh. Oh, there. Roger Ebert loved it. It was a... I'm not afraid of spiders at all. They're... Te Who cares? Who cares? A little trip to the, emer the emergency room? At worst, urgent care, baby. I'm chilling. No problem. Were you guys afraid of sharks? <laughs> you afraid of sharks? <laughs> Me neither. Sharks? No. You're afraid of sharks. Bad news. I got bad news for you. I just don't go into the ocean. Ooh, you don't go into the mother? Ever? <laughs> that. Oh, it's going to hard for me to stay on course because I want to correct this behavior. That's. That is really bad. You have to. She said she doesn't go into the ocean, and that is insane. Fukushima, whatever. It's okay. What's whatever. You're gonna die whenever you die. Don't worry. What what what's gonna not? You, know, you should at least put your toes in it. The negative ions from the water blasting. Anyway, it's very refreshing. Love the beach. <laughs> Love it. I found this out recently. You are now in 2016. You're more likely statistically to die from a selfie-related incident than a shark attack. What? what? Crazy. Take out your phone and just scroll through the last 50 and see how many games of Russian roulette you played. How many times you took your life in your hands and you were swiping, you were doing filters. Oh, fuck. You know what I mean? That's, so now every time you get in the ocean, you have that feeling that like, a shark, uh, think about it. Oh, shark's gonna, oh, I'm just gonna take a picture of me, and then that's what's gonna do it. You're gonna slip on a rock, you're gonna slice your head, you're gonna be bleeding out, you're like, I think I got the shot. I think I got the shot. Hopefully it's in the cloud. My dying wish is that for at least, please God, let the selfie make it to the cloud. That's the, because I love wakes. They get to select the photograph to re remember you by, and that's great, but if they could remember you by your last second on earth, a lot of money is going to that charity in your name. A lot of money is going to that charity in your name. You got to feel good about that. Oh, scary. Why do you think they shut down Runyon? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, they say they're just shutting it down to do maintenance. It's because all these kids are just going up there for a beautiful hike selfie. Whoa! Ass over tea. There's boba flying everywhere. <laughs> Lululemons are just, wow, it's crazy. That mountain lion's just sitting there waiting to eat another person. Oh, God. It's, it had to put it down. That thing was a fucking death trap, Runyon Canyon. No, thank you. Ugh. 
It's bad enough. I thought you'd be get killed by the horrible conversations you have to hear there, but no, you're more you're gonna fall off the fucking It's crazy. That, whenever I see someone with a selfie stick, I'm like, bad boy. <laughs> fucking maniac? That's crazy. That's crazy. That's like playing Russian roulette with two bullets in the you know, that's it's just it's dangerous. My cousin got a selfie stick. I was like, I gotta talk to you about this high risk behavior. Scary, dude. I know that you're young and you're voting for Donald Trump and you think everything's going to be great, but this is all, you're wrong about everything. You're wrong about the selfie stick. You're wrong about Donald Trump. You're wrong about the size of tires on your truck. I just had a lot of notes. A lot of notes for him. I used to work in tires, so that was an expert referral. I wanted to let you know I'm not up here just talking shit against man culture. I'm a man. I'm into it. Drink a Bud Light, for God's sake. Please. <laughs> Oh, that's good. Mm, mm, mm. I loved working in a tire shop. It was so fun. Oh, God, it was wonderful. Just me and a bunch of dirty dudes giving bad directions to old people, you know? <laughs> How do you get to the... I got it. I got it, guys. Uh, I love I loved messing with the elderly and just people that can't help themselves because I know it's a form of abuse, but it's also very, very funny. Um... <laughs> When you do it right, you know, not too much. Just a little, just a tease. Teasing them. I'm not going to, I'm not going to rob them, but I will definitely give them some hard times, you know. So uh, this lady came in and she had a, a flat tire and she was like, what do you think happened? I don't know. Is it nailing it? Or, what, are they doing construction on your street? I don't know what I'm supposed to say to you. You drove over something, it's in your tire. And uh, she was like, well, do you think that... Well, you, I was like, well, man, let me ask you this question. Do you have any enemies? <laughs> she had to think about it, and I was like, uh-huh, uh-huh, I knew it. I could tell you were not a nice person. This is what it, it probably was, just some vigilante correcting her for yelling at people for driving too fast in the trailer park, because that was the kind of town I lived in. Uppity poor people, stop it. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> I grew up poor. Stay chill. Don't get... Uh, 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 uh. Yuck. Yuck. Uppity poor people, stop. Stop it. You know what I mean? Uh, stop this. Stop it with that. With that. Outlet mall snobbery. You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Acting like they're not going to that Calvin Klein up in Ventura. Yeah, right. I know you got that shit. Fucking stuck up. Poor person. Ew. Gross. Ew. Gross. Guys, I feel like I'm having a good time up here. Some of you, I don't even know. I don't even know. And that's, again, that's kind of on you. You got full, fair warning that I was going to be here. And uh, I'm going to keep doing my thing. Yeah. So uh, let me just, I, I got the light here, but I'm, this is for the sake of the whole show. I'm just going to talk about body language real quick. I'm seeing a lot of closed off body language. What's up with that? Would you pay five bucks to get in here? Five bucks? Hey, oh, five bucks doesn't mean anything to me. Okay, one percenter. Look, we're all here to have a good time. We're here to rock this bad baby. We're going to have a lot of laughs. There are a lot of fantastic performers on the show. Least of all, myself. And I'm going to keep trying to do my, uh, my thing up here for you. You know what I mean? I'm going to get you in the beach. I'm going to get you in the beach. I'm going to take you all to the beach. You guys, let's go to the beach after this. Uh, not Venice Beach. That place is uh, no bueno. Okay, so we don't like it. 
culturally bad. Yuck, you know. Unless you have hoverboards for everybody, because, <laughs> hey, I'm not going down there without a hoverboard. It's embarrassing. <laughs> You're going to humiliate me and make me go to Venice Beach without a fucking hoverboard? You're not my friend. <laughs> no good. Uh, we are going to have a great time tonight. I'm very excited for this first performer, everybody. Give him a very warm welcome. Put your hands together for the fantastic Matt Donner, everybody. Hey, everybody. This is Paul Danke on the Put Your Hands Together podcast. I'm here with the exclusive, behind-the-scenes, special delivery with Matt Donner, everybody. Say what's up, Matt. Hey, what's up, Matt? <laughs> Matt, you just had a fantastic set. Oh, but thanks, dude. We're not we're not airing any of it. <laughs> no, just not for air. <laughs> it's too it's too good. It's too good just to give it to the podcast for free. <laughs> too hot for podcasts. Too hot for. Is there anything that's too hot for podcasts? Your set. That was it. everything else is being podcasted right now, <laughs> including this. Yeah, <laughs> including this. Um, uh, it's unfortunate this podcast isn't in Smellovision because we're <laughs> blazing up right now. Oh, it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> there's a dumpster. There's a grease trap. There's a second older grease trap. Brilliant. Oh, this is bad. <laughs> there's a bike that stinks. Yeah, it's just the bike. Mm-hmm. Matt, what's going on? How are you doing? I'm doing great, dude. How are you doing? Very good. I heard some exciting news. So you're working on a new project. Yeah, I'm working on this new show I'm writing for uh, Dimitri Martin's new show, We're Funny or Die. It's going to be very, very fun, I think. That's awesome. You're going to get the exclusive, they don't let people die you? Or like, <laughs> that's, I always want to get one of those videos. My videos always eat shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Hopefully these episodes will not be up for voting. <laughs> I don't think my ego can handle that, but my self-esteem, rather. But, no, it's fun. He's going to be the... He's gonna be hosting a uh, like science nature show a la Cosmos or Planet Earth or uh, yeah Neil deGrasse type stuff it's gonna oh, be a lot of fun that's cool but more Carl Sagan to be uh, if we're getting real specific oh oh are you gonna put some religious freaks in check <laughs> I didn't know that aspect what's that about <laughs> I'm just I'm just guessing I'm oh, assume oh, guessing oh. segments <laughs> yeah we're gonna real Bill Maher this piece of shit <laughs> 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 it's gonna get regardless up in here were you uh, have you been a lifelong have you, were you in like science clubs or did you have anything that brought you no no i'm more of a dimitri fan than a science fan but uh yeah no I, i'm into science it's been cool learning because we have to research a lot of stuff we have, you know we end up reading a lot of stuff and it's been really cool learning about different things how do you how do you okay this is now i'm just asking this because i'm stupid how do you separate conspiracy theories from science like how oh interesting that's hard for me to determine on online at least huh what give me an example i haven't had any that come up yet in our research or anything well we right here in los angeles recently we had a big rain and they spiked it yeah where they they uh, shot chemicals into the the clouds <laughs> to make it produce more rain where do you find this stuff out I, I think like i feel like everyone should know this was happening if it's true I, that's what i thought <laughs> but it was a small news story but it was from a local news affiliate so it seemed like not you know it wasn't on some weird what are the page. chemicals doing there, it's just some type of I think some type of a silver based. Oh wow, you're gonna have to take this to the to the team. And <laughs> I'm gonna have to take this to the team. To dig into yeah, it. what the heck? Because I've always heard of chemtrails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Heard of chemtrails. Oh yeah, and I don't think I believe that that's a thing. Yeah, but. This rain blasting. I don't like the sound of this. Yeah, our show is more lighthearted than that. <laughs> I don't think we're going to get into the bottom of anything, to be quite honest. But <laughs> Oh, thank God. I'm sick of the bottom of things. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Too much info. <laughs> but yeah, it'll be fun. Check it out. It'll be real cool. And uh, he's a great guy. He is a great guy. 
How did you meet him? Did you have you performed with him for years? Not at all. I, so I submitted, ended up getting picked to be a writer, and just happy to be a part of it. He's like uh, just getting to be. He's a very very knowledgeable and smart dude. And him getting to hear him talk about stand up and his career has been yeah. great too. That's really cool. For the people listening that don't understand what it means to submit for a show and write for a show, uh, it's hundreds of very qualified people that are doing it. So it's always a really cool compliment to get. Uh, yeah, it was a dream come true, dude. That's so awesome. Plus, I like love it. I mean, if you guys look at it, any of my jokes or anything, you can tell I'm a pretty big fan of his. So, yeah, it's a dream come true. That's <laughs> awesome. Well, I hope that it works out really well for you. Yeah, watch it. Funny or Die, coming pretty soon. Coming pretty soon. Coming pretty soon. I can't give you any more details than that. I hope, it, I hope it's pretty soon. Okay. Okay. <laughs> coming pretty soon. So, Be on the lookout. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, April? Yeah, before 2020. You keep out, keep your eyes open. <laughs> before, before 2020. 2020. <laughs> oh, Matt, I think that everybody's going to, you know, set a Google alert. <laughs> Google alert? Set a Google alert. Yeah. That's always a great way to do it. Okay, so just recap. Dimitri Martin, Funny or Die, Chemtrails for Life, Paul Denke, Matt Donner. <laughs> 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 All right, thanks. Thanks, Bye. Matt. Thank you. Matt Donaher, everybody. That's gross. Three year cousins, Matt? Yeah, get that guy out of here. He's a creep, everybody. <laughs> oh, man, that's a. Uh, uh, you know, I, I'm married. I've been married for a long time, and. Uh, He's talking about uh, meeting people when we when we were young and we like to like try to pick up chicks. You know, we either go to the mall, which never worked, or the real move would be to go to the video rental store. It's just like, oh, it's Friday night. Oh, I see you and a couple of your friends uh, enjoy Adam Sandler movies as much as me and a couple of my <laughs> friends here. Uh, tell you what, my friend's mom here has an account, so we can just rent the stuff for free, and I'll get the uh, Dippin' Dots. What's up? <laughs> And that works, because everybody loved Adam Sandler back then, and everybody loves Dippin' Dots, and Mom's accounts are the flyest thing. It's like, you know, the VIP <laughs> list. You love, everyone loves the hookup. It makes it more exciting, right? Oh, man. Now, <laughs> obviously there are no video rental stores, so if you're picking up someone in a video rental store, congratulations, you're at a creepy blockbuster rave, which is, <laughs> I hear, fantastic. Or the other alternative is to try to pick someone up at the red box. (laughs) Which is exactly like trying to pick someone up at the ATM. That's the wrong fucking time. Oh, hey, I I couldn't help but notice that we're both here in this dark Ralph's parking lot. And uh, I just saw you were in your pajamas with all of your uh, personal information out. I thought I'd choose this time to try to... Oh, do you also like Melissa McCarthy? Fantastic. Yeah, we could... Never. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's dangerous, everybody. Uh, Respect people's personal space, right? Let's give it a personal space. Land of the free, home of the brave, personal space. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, I'm very excited to bring up the next performer tonight. He's a good friend of mine. You're going to love him if you don't already. Put your paws together for Zach Sherwin, everybody. How cute was it that right after your host told you to put your paws together, he and I put our paws together when we shook hands. Do you guys like impressions? You don't seem to like the first one that I just made on you. Um, Matt Donahar, your last performer, is an old friend of mine, and he's so funny. Uh, And watching his sets for me is a confusing experience because 
I like to be made to laugh, but I also don't like to be tricked. And so his jokes trick me, and I'm like, God damn, uh, but then I'm laughing, and it smooths it over right away. So, all right. Um, thank you for giving me, for judging me on my jokes, rather than waiting your reactions, considering that I'm doing in-the-moment material about the reality we're all experiencing collectively, you guys. But you know what? Judge them case by case. That's totally fine. I'm going to say one last thing from right now, though. I, I parked right before the show, and I was, like, cruising slowly looking for parking, and there was this smart car that was really riding my ass while I was looking for a spot. And I got annoyed, and I said out loud in my car, I went, all right, smart car. And uh, after I said it, it, like, subconsciously, and I was like, oh, it sounds like I'm saying, all right, smart guy. Uh, and it was real fun. Then I did some variations. I was like, oh, we got a real wise car in back of me right now. <laughs> this fucking car. Um, so... Thanks, Cars. Um, okay, I'm going to uh, open things off with a quick musical number. Um, DJ, drop that beat. How large are your breasts? How large are your breasts? We used to prank call the Kentucky Fried Chicken and say, how large are your breasts? Yo, hanging around my house with my friend Aaron Cooper, both of us enormously bored at home. So of course, we were horsing around on my family's old school Panasonic cordless phone. We were 13 and 12, just the right ages to call every KFC in the white pages and have ourselves a giggle fest while we asked, how large are your big old breasts? Now it was Coop's turn to make the next prank call, but boy did he mess it up. The prank tanked, y'all, because when he pressed talk, at that exact second, my mom called home from work to check a check in. The timing was the damnedest thing, because the phone didn't even have a chance to ring, so as far as Coop knew, he was placing a call. He didn't realize he was answering. Now when Coop put his ear to the phone, did he hear a dial tone? No. You guessed correctly. There was somebody on the other end, but he hadn't dialed any numbers yet. So unless we had a hotline that connected directly, no way was he talking to a KFC. Mighty perplexed he was, and so flustered it made him that he screwed up the joke. Here's what was said verbatim. Coop, hello? My mom, hello? Coop, uh, do you have young breasts? My mom, Aaron, is that you? Coop, please don't tell my parents. Click. Thank you, guys. True story. Um, another thing about that time in my life and phones. Um, right when I was around 12, 13 years old, literally with Coop uh, and some other buddies of ours, um, we would uh, do this thing where we would call a phone number uh, every time we would like have a sleepover or hangout or whatever. We, we would call this phone number and, and listen to the voicemail that you would get when you dialed it. And the number that we would call was 1-800-HOT-TITS. Uh, I don't know how word got around the like little boy community that we hung out in, um, but if you called 1-800-HOT-TITS, not 1-900-HOT-TITS, it would ring a few times, and then you get this voicemail, and the sexy voice on the other end would be like, hi, baby, I love to party, and I've got the sexiest tits you've ever laid eyes on. <laughs> So if you enter your credit card number and then press pound, we can have a sexy talk. Or whatever she said. 
None of us had credit cards. We weren't going to try and like sneak it onto our parents' bills. But we were 12 and 13-year-old boys, so we were like horny enough that just hearing a woman saying the same message again and again in a sexy voice was enough for us. Like It was exciting and, and gratifying. So we would just call it again and again and again. And then eventually some genius in our friend group was like, I got an idea, and called 1-800-HOT-BUTT. <laughs> Not hot tits, hot butt. And it rang a few times, and then the voicemail picked up on the other end, and that same woman was like, hi, baby, I love to party, and I've got the hottest butt you've ever laid eyes on. And we were like, oh, my God, we cracked the door to Narnia. <laughs> Whole new universe. And so then what we started doing, and I'm so proud of us for doing this and being creative in this way, was... we. Hot tits worked, hot butt worked. So we started coming up with as many seven-letter permutations of sexual words as we could come up with. Seven letters so it would be the right length for a phone number. And then we just trial and error our way through tons and tons of 1-800 calls. And sometimes they didn't pan out, but we tried so many things. 1-800-HOT-SLUT, 1-800-WET-POLE. Someone even tried 1-800-HOT-COCK once just to see what would happen. And it paid off. And, and I, I hadn't thought about this in a long time, and I remembered it recently, and I was just so proud of me and my little buddies. Like, at a certain point, the game stopped being about, like, hearing the sexy voices, and it was just, like, who could come up with the most interesting 1-800 and then seven sexual letters? And I was like, good job, you guys. Like, that's a more innocent time. You had to use your, you know, it's like you're using your head. It's not just infinitely available on the internet right there for you. I, I was proud of us. And then I was like, that's nice to think about. And then I was like, and what I like to think about even more is that there was some 45-year-old dude in, like, Iowa or something like that whose job it was to also come up with these things and register the 1-800 numbers with whatever phone company it was. He had to stay a step ahead of us. He thought of them as, as many as we did. And then I was like, you know, I bet I would be pretty good at that job. Like, I think I would be really good at coming up with seven-letter-long, dirty phrases. And then I was like, you know what? I can't actually have the job, but I am an adult and can do whatever I want, so I'm going to see how many seven-letter ones I can come up with. And the answer is, you guys, a lot. It's almost as if every word that has any relationship to sex is seven letters long. I'm going to read a bunch of these for you. You can check my work at first if you want. I'll say them a little bit more slowly. I just encourage you to relax back into the bit and let the comedy wash over for you. Let me have done the work for you in the past so you can just be entertained now. But if you are the kind of person who will um, anally and obsessively fact check every one of these for being seven letters long, you will be rewarded. <laughs> all right, so they're all seven letters. 1-800-PENISES. 1-800-VAGINAS. Too formal for you? 1-800-PUSSIES. Breasts. Titties. Nipples. Scrotum and nutsack. Both seven letters. Clitoris is eight letters, but if you take that S off the end, you get clitori, an incorrect plural of clitoris. More clitorises than you even bargained for at the beginning. Not just body parts. Kissing, licking, sucking, fingers, dry hump, hand job, oral sex, blow job, ass play, rimming, harness, strap on, pissing, pegging, bondage, cuckold, fucking. <laughs> Orgasms, cuddles, bonding, romance, a couple. 
Raw dog. You have to spell it D-A-W-G, but definitely one of the... One of the perks. Moved in. Laundry. Cooking. Sharing. Engaged! Caterer. Invites. Planner. Wedding! Bahamas. Buy home. Off pill. Bun oven. I'm so torn about which one to do for a pregnancy. The other options are knock up, which I don't think is better than bun oven. And unless I set it up like this, no one knows what pregzy means with two G's, but that is probably my favorite one. Firstborn, that's one S-T-B-O-R-N. Diapers, no sleep. Second baby, vasecto. Grown up, careers, routine, rat race, cooling, distant, tension, arguing, insults, affairs, decline, move out, divorce. Lawyers, custody, alimony, fatigue, sadness, the pits, are bottom. Therapy, friends, Lexapro, healing, revival, new life, 40s, 50s, 60s, retired, Florida, grandma, grandpa, elderly, slowing, failing, sickbed, hospice, goodbye, funeral. G. Reaper. <laughs> to heaven? Inferno? Nirvana? Nothing? Rebirth? Newborn? Toddler? Youngin? Preteen? Puberty? 1-800-HOT-TITS. Thank you guys so much. I'm Zach Sherwin. Enjoy the rest of the show. Put your paws together. Zach Sherwin, everybody. Check out his new album, Rap. <laughs> oh, wow. Zach doing poetry? Did he do po- He was doing real, honest-to-God word association poetry for you. Mm, mm, mm. Thank you, right? Damn. One-liners are fine, but give me some poetry. Thank you. Okay, so tight. Uh, I'm fired up. Obviously, right? Obviously. I got a brand new Beavis and Butthead t-shirt on. It's just given to me. Beavis is on it and Butthead. For people listening at home, both Beavis and Butthead are on this shirt that I'm wearing. The whole gang's there. Anyway, hey, I really love it. Uh, Hannah gave it to me, and I really appreciate it. I thought I mentioned that. Yeah, give her a hand, everybody. She makes helps keep the show going. <laughs> this next performer, oh, we met in San Diego. <laughs> like, all good stories. You know what I mean? It started out old San Diego way. Uh, you know me, love me, see him on Conan. Put your hands together for Shay Torres, everybody. <laughs> never been to San Diego. <laughs> so that, that's very weird. Um, 
Did anyone here actually see me on Conan? All right. Uh, maybe Ron White's comedy salute to the troops? An evening of star-spangled banter? It's a real thing I did. It was me for five minutes and then Carrot Top for an hour. And then Coke all night. All right. Uh, let's get into it. I am, a, I am hyper addicted to clickbait at the moment. I cannot stop reading this shit. Uh, and it's always the meanest garbage I have ever read in my entire life. Like, uh, if you don't know, clickbait is the shit on your Facebook wall that presents itself as news. And then it's an article like, whatever happened to the cast of Saved by the Bell? And then two hours later, it's dark outside and you're looking at a picture of Screech's dick. Uh, I cannot stop reading it. And it's always the meanest shit I have ever read in my entire life. Uh, I saw one, it was 10 child stars that were once adorable but are now hideous. (laughs) Hideous? That's a cold fucking word to use on someone's face. And it's the same thing every time. It's a 10 to 1 countdown of former child stars who used to be adorable and now just look like normal people. <laughs> and it'll always be like, they're really shitty. Like, look how big the oldest son from Home Improvement's head got. <laughs> it's like, I bet Punky Brewster's breath smells like a poor person's fridge. It's like the meanest shit. <laughs> I cannot stop reading it. I'm so addicted to it. And, like, the headlines are amazing because they're leading. It'll be like, uh, you'll never guess which former NBA star is now the mayor of a hobo town who fucks his citizens <laughs> under bridges. <laughs> and they'll be cheeky. They'll be like, let's bling next time, Alan Iverson. They're like, real shitty about it. I can't. I fucking hate the internet, but I'm so addicted. To, I can't stop reading it. Uh, and while I'm on it, what the fuck did Guy Fieri ever do to anyone? Because <laughs> people shit on him all the time. And as far as I can tell, all he did was follow his dreams. <laughs> it's insane. I, he's a good person. I researched it. He hires Everybody, he puts women and minorities in key positions within his company. He pays more than minimum wage, gives health insurance, and he's even officiated a gay wedding. But because he has flames on his shirt, everybody shits on this guy like he's a member of Nickelback. And look, I get it. I don't want to hang out with him either. But he didn't do anything wrong. He just made the Dorito-rimmed margarita. Yeah, fuck you. It's incredible. (laughs) You laugh like a bully's friend. (laughs) Get him, Doug. Yeah. You guys are sweet. Man. Um... I, I, uh, ever since my father died, uh, I have a family member who thinks they're in charge. You guys have a family member like this? Thinks they run shit? You just treat them like the assistant manager of a blockbuster? It's like, you and your shirt can fuck off. I'll do what I want. Uh, I was sitting around my mother's Christmas table, went home, right? And I was sitting around there, 
having Christmas dinner, and I just happen to say this. Oh, did you guys hear? We might have a black James Bond. That's a very reasonable statement. No matter how you cut it up. And this person goes, who? And I says, uh, Idris Elba played Stringer Bell on the Wire, super handsome black guy, goatee. Yeah, you know. You know when you don't know shit about cars, but you're like, that's a nice fucking car. Same thing, but black actor. Uh, I said, Iris Alba played Stringer Bell on The Wire. And then this guy goes, no. And then they got up and left Christmas dinner. <laughs> and it's exactly for the reason you think. It's because he's a bigot. And he came back in five minutes later, looked me dead in the eyes, and just shouldered up and just goes, you know, Shane, if you're too open-minded, your brain will fall out. <laughs> and he nodded at the end like, checkmate, motherfucker, what's next? Just like, and it, he wins, because I don't know how to argue with shit that doesn't make sense. You don't get to come in with a colloquialism and be like, it's your move now. Like, hey, can't just be like, well, ma, the turkey's kind of dry this year, but it'll make a turd. Like... <laughs> You know, if you buy a hog and you don't check the snout, it could be a chicken. Better get your butter going, because them grits ain't going to cook till Sunday. <laughs> Fucking insane. Uh, I, I love my mother very much. Uh, she makes me proud to be her son. She's a good person. Best person I know. But any time she hears the actor George Clooney's name... She always says the exact same thing, the exact same way. And it's never like, I'm so wet. Uh, so I'm going to do an impression of my mother hearing George Clooney's name. Can you help me out, bud? Yeah. I'm going to turn around. We just wait five seconds and then just yell George Clooney loud enough to where everyone can hear it. All right. This is my mother. Hearing George Clooney's name. Thank you very much. George Clooney. Oh, that George Clooney? <laughs> you know they say he has political aspirations. <laughs> and that's the end of her thing? <laughs> It's like she just slept with a senator's son and all the king's men or something. It's really weird. I think I have uh, a minute left, so I'll close with a joke. I, uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, you guys got it. Um, I, I, I'm alone, like I'm single. Uh, but it was, I thought that I was in a good relationship but it turns out I was just not in a bad one. Does that make sense to you? Like, the absence of bad is not the presence of good in a relationship. That's an important distinction. You can't say some shit like, I never hit you, where are you going? Like, that's not good. 
And I never put lit cigarettes out on her, Doug. I don't know why she took my kids. Like, just... I think I do. Okay. Anybody in here? This joke never works. Uh, <laughs> anybody in here ever buy a bottle of their ex's shampoo? Wash their hair with it? And then sit around and smell themselves? <laughs> M- me neither. <laughs> It'd be weird if one of you did that. Uh, <laughs> Well, it was good till the end. All right, guys. Shane Torres, everybody. Keeping you guessing. I love it. Uh, I, I, can't, I can't waste any more time. I absolutely must bring up the next performer. I'm a huge fan of hers. Uh, put your hands together for Candace Thompson, everybody. Hello, everybody. Um, So I found out something really interesting last year. I found out I had a peeping Tom. Yeah, that's a guy that was like outside of my window watching me without my knowledge. That happened last year. And uh, my friends were all panicking. They were like, what are you going to do? That's awful. And I was like, this is actually the healthiest relationship I've ever been in. Not sure if I want to ruin it just yet. He is loyal. He is dependable, you know. (laughs) Shows up at the same time every day. Makes me feel good about my body. You know what I'm saying? Like, says very positive things. Makes me feel good about myself. What does it say about me that I've been working out more since I've known he's been watching me? What does that say about me as a person that I renewed my gym membership? You know, I got to keep these abs tight. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to come home and he's at the neighbor's house because that is just, that is rejection. Not ready for that. (laughs) Why are you looking at Rhonda? (laughs) Me and my peeping Tom, I think we're going to make it work. Uh, I am single and it's my father's fault because he is too amazing. I have a great father, and no one ever thinks about how difficult that is to date when you have an amazing father, but it makes it very hard because now you have standards that no guy can ever live up to. Like, my dad set the bar up here. Just to give you an example of what my dad does, like, my mom has never touched a gas pump since her and my father have been together. They've been in there for 39 years. And since then, my mom has never touched a gas pump. Meanwhile, I'm dating guys that siphon gas out of my tank. (laughs) See the disconnect? Uh, I talk about my dad a lot because he's amazing, but both of my parents are fantastic people. Like my mom and dad, they're soulmates. Uh, What I don't like about coming from such a loving background is that people expect you to succeed. Uh, They... They do. I don't like that. It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure when you had two parents that loved you, you know? You have no excuses to to screw up. You got none. You got nothing. Like, you know, it's gotten to the point where I actually envy my friends who don't have fathers because they get to screw up. You guys, they can, you know, you can go to jail if you don't have a father. You have a built-in excuse. Well, you know he didn't have a father? 
Of course he ended up in jail, you know? I can't do that. I bring this up because I have a good friend of mine. She didn't have a father growing up, and she got away with everything. She could screw up, and everyone was just so impressed by every little thing that she did. Like, she got, one time, she got her GED. And my mom was like, Candace, can you believe that? It's amazing. Debbie got her GED. It's a miracle, praise Jesus. You know she didn't have a father. It's a miracle. Meanwhile, I come home with a four-year degree. Come home to all types of disappointment. A bachelor's degree. With all of your parents? What are you doing? You should have been an astronaut lawyer. Get it together, Candace. Where is your helmet and your briefcase? a huge disappointment. I recently learned uh, a term called negging. I don't know if anyone has ever heard of this term before. I hear laughter over here. Negging is, okay, it's from a book that was written by a pickup artist um, called The Game. And in this book, this man teaches men techniques on how to hit on women. And one of these techniques is negging, which is when a guy sees a a woman he wants to holler at, (laughs) he goes up to her, but instead of saying something complimentary that makes her feel good about herself, he says something insulting, so now she's vulnerable and insecure, and it's easier for him to take her home. That's what negging is. And it's a terrible thing. It's a terrible, terrible thing. But what's even more terrible is I recently got negged by a homeless man. (laughs) This is true. I wish I was kidding. I was downtown with my friend Jamar, and we were just hanging outside, And he's really silly. So, you know, and this homeless man just walks by and Jamar says to the guy, a man points at me and was like, she's cute, ain't she? And the homeless man takes a puff of his cigarette, (sighs) looks me up and down. Her hair looks dry and walked away. Her hair looks dry? You guys, I can, take, I can take a bullet, you know, from a dude who can afford rent. Like, that's not a big deal. I can take, I've taken those bullets before, but from a homeless man? Are you kidding me? And just to let you know, it worked because I went home and stared at myself in the mirror for 25 minutes trying to figure out how to make myself more desirable for a man who may or may not live in a porta potty Just to let you know. I put a deep conditioner in, went back to the same spot, hoping he'd pass by again. What about now, Mr. Homeless Man? <laughs> What about now? (laughs) I like to talk about uh, relationships a lot because it's something that we've all been in we can relate to. And there's something that exists, and I'm not saying every guy does it, but I've noticed it. Um, And it's where guys want to cheat on the woman that they're with, and then they expect that woman to stick around after and act like nothing happened. And I think that's really interesting, but I think I figured out why they do that, and I think it is because women have let it happen in the past, and it kind of set the standard. And I bring this up because I have an ex-boyfriend, and he cheated on me, and he brought up examples of women who stayed like it was going to change my mind. (laughs) True story. He was like, Candace, what's the big deal? Bill Clinton cheated. Hillary stayed. Martin Luther King Jr. cheated. She stayed. JFK cheated. She stayed. And I was like, did you just compare yourself? (laughs) To Martin Luther King Jr.? 
Nigga, you are a sous chef at Chipotle. <laughs> Absolutely not. Martin Luther King Jr. had a dream. Yours died a long time ago. It's ridiculous. I uh, watched a movie recently called The Theory of Everything. Has anyone seen that movie? The Stephen Hawking movie. I'm not going to spoil anything. We all know who Stephen Hawking is. But what I didn't know until I watched that movie was that he cheated on his wife. 20 years in. 20 years in, he cheated on his wife. And what that means, if it hasn't processed yet, is that he, that means he's in the wheelchair with this debilitating disease, and then he cheated on his wife. What? <laughs> I'm sorry, how does that happen? How does that happen? And what hope does that give any woman with any able-bodied man? <laughs> if dudes in wheelchairs... <laughs> are cheating on us. How does that happen? No, I need to know. I'm, I'm asking. How does that happen? He cheated with his nurse. His nurse, you guys. How? He probably negged her. Your hair looks dry. Have you tried coconut oil? You guys have been fantastic. I've been Candace. Give it up for Paul. Candace Thompson, everybody. Be like having sex with a speaking spell. I shanked it. It went, it went very bad. It was a bad, hey, it was a bad joke. But first of all, hey, hold on. Let me defend that joke for a second, okay? I'm up here as like a buffer, right? I'm not supposed to like be the most funny person on the show. That's not my obligation. My obligation is more to create an atmosphere and we can all share laughs and just say, you know what? Sometimes bad jokes happen, okay? And that's okay. That's okay, all right? Every great comedian says you got a bomb, right? It's an important part of the process, the art bombing, the art of bombing. And you see, what I'm doing up here is bombing with a flourish occasionally. You know, just really, just taking a topic that's like pretty good. She was having a good riff on it. I was like, hold on, let me tag it as the host. Very uh, technical and appropriate uh, transition method as a host. And then just bomb. That's for you. That's if you. This is like entertainment tonight right now. You're behind the scenes seeing how this shit happens. And it's dirty. You know what I mean? It's ugly back here. But we're... I stay, in, I stay in the dirt. <laughs> Don't doubt me. I'll bomb again. I'll, I'll do another one right now. I'll start it. I'll do another terrible joke and just drive it into the ground just to show you what it's like to see someone just where you're bleeding. Good. That's good. Blood sport? You guys watch MMA? You guys fuck with the... Uh... Me neither. So there we have... That's what I'm talking about. I will bring something up with nothing to say about it. That's just... Free falling, right? This is good. We got that squirrel suit on. We're flying through. It's like my first time, but I don't know. I'm loving it. I like the rush of it all. Fun. That's fun. Mm. Dude, he gets it. He's seen it. He's like, this guy's eating enough shit occasionally that it's really funny. And it's like, yes, exactly. It's good. It's good for the spirit. Do you know what I mean? You know when you fail and you're like, yeah, 
yes, that's for me. You know, that's like, you know, like, I'm gonna, that's, that's growth. You feel yourself growing as a person. That's, I don't fight that growth. You know, as an artist, you gotta be open to it. A lot of people wanna succeed all the time. You feel inclined because of Instagram and social media to make you look like you're succeeding more. Show a picture of yourself just looking like shit. I woke up like this in just a horrible, honest picture. <laughs> Just like puffy eyes, you know, just like the eyebrows growing in, you know, like the receding hairline showing. Just whatever you can do to make yourself look terrible, show it. <laughs> Other move. You want another good bomb for Instagram? Sh- take a picture of your food like two-thirds of the way through the meal. Gross. <laughs> Gross. Gross. Oh, here's all. Here, a shrimp cocktail looks so cute, fresh. When it comes to the table, ooh, a little beautiful little fountain of red blood with these little bottom feeders just dipped into it. Very, so cute. Two thirds of the way through, there's sauce dripping down the side and just the husks everywhere. Ugh. Ugh. Uh, give it for a shrimp cocktail, everybody. Really great, really great appetizer. I was kind of fucking with it a little bit, but truth be told, I love shrimp cocktail. I love, uh, uh, I always say my favorite, my favorite type of uh, burrito is a shrimp burrito uh, for, you know, just the amount of lives given for the burrito. It's, uh, you taste it. You taste it. You do. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to bring up your final performer tonight. We've had a great show so far. Let's give for all the comedians you've seen so far. You've been having a great time. Energy's so good in here. Uh, I'm so excited to bring up our final performer. Uh, great guy. You, you, you know him. You love him. I said that about everybody. But this guy, you also know and maybe even love a little bit more than most of the other performers. Let's be real. That's why he's headlining. You know what I mean? Let's talk about L.A. Baby. This guy's so Hollywood. Put it up for Steve. A.J. everybody. Steve, thanks for doing the program. Thanks, Paul. Thanks for having me. They loved you. Yeah, and I, I'm glad I didn't have the, uh, the, um, the competition I usually have with Rhea and Cameron. Yeah, they're so much they're fun. Just, they're just very... No, you're great, but those two, like, really like to fucking, I don't know, man. I'm just glad they're not here. <laughs> they're going to they're gonna hear this, and I love you for airing that out. Okay. Uh, you're hilarious as well as your Beavis and Butthead shirt. Oh, thanks. Yeah, you know, Beavis and Butthead is just awesome. Let's get, we were talking about this earlier. Yeah. Did you ever have, uh, did you ever hear the Beavis and Butthead CD when they put it out? No. It was great, and it ends with they do a cover of I Got You, Babe. And I think shares no. on it. Oh, it's really it's it's fucking great. It's really good. I love them so much. Yeah. Them, I, I say it like they're real people. If have you seen like the uh, like every now and then on Tumblr or Facebook, someone will post photos of like someone will do renderings of what they would look like as real people. Oh yeah, and it's really disturbing. It's I went to middle school with a kid that looked like Beavis, and it was like at the moment when it all happened. And this kid, oh, he was probably bummed. Oh well, I he made lemonade out of that. Oh really? Oh yeah, he was. He started, you know, the the bouffant got a little bit fluffier. He, I mean, it was. Yeah, yeah. He had that. You know, blonde curly. Yeah. Blonde curly is always challenging to pull off and uh, yeah. teasing it up. It's uh, yeah, it's a very dated 80s look. You've been out of town for, for a month. Yeah, I've been in Atlanta, Georgia. You were working out there flipping burgers? 
flipping burgers and flipping tail, dude. <laughs> I love the South. I've had some, I had some of the best food I've ever had in my life there. What was the what's the what was the highlight? What were the highlights of her best food out there? One of the best pizzas I've ever had in my life in Georgia. For real, it's a place called I think it's called Antico. Okay. Or Antico, I, I don't know the pronunciation. Uh, amazing pizza. Fucking amazing. I can't stress it enough if you're in Atlanta, go to Antico or Antico. Then uh, one of the best burgers I've ever had, a place called uh, Holman and Finch, which is in this weird, like, food court. <laughs> and it was fucking amazing. Some a hip, cool hipster food court? Yeah. And then, of course, just there's a lot of good barbecue. Yeah. I, I went to Atlanta one time and I had, I'd never realized that they can make cherry soda, cherry Coke with... The cherry syrup, how they make it in the South? I didn't know that. All the, the the soda flavors in the South are just insanely more sugary. There's so much more sugar happening in yeah. it. The cherry Cokes are pink. It's fucking awesome. A lot it's, more diabetes. And, uh, oh, God, it goes down. It's so smooth. <laughs> when you have all those, you have like a heavy macaroni. You got to cut oh. it with a sugary drink. Macaroni. I haven't had macaroni forever. Really? I love a good macaroni. I have kids, so I eat macaroni like a fucking monster. <laughs> like, even just the craft right out of the box macaroni is great. Or, like, I love a good baked macaroni. Yeah. I, some, every once in a while, you'll, you'll make a new friend, and they'll start bragging to you about how good their macaroni is. And I love to just... I'll give them. I'll antagonize them. Like, oh yeah, hey, I've had. Prove great. it. Yeah, exactly. Make me some. <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm sitting down to a macaroni casserole. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I love. It. And it's hard to fuck it up. It is hard to fuck it up. It's like pizza. I mean, even shitty pizza. I'll be like, I can fill up on this. <laughs> I'll find myself eating terrible peas. I'm like, this is bad. This is bad. Are you going to finish that? <laughs> Ooh, but that crust was good. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to... Mmm. Mmm. I'm always at Costco getting a slice, just doing the Costco. Oh, their pizza's great. So they're fucking hot dogs. Yeah. And they're cheap as hell. Yeah, they got a really great sort of like lunch counter there at Costco. The chicken bake, churros. Let's get, uh, let's get real, Costco. Good shit. You remember? Absolutely. I cool. too, yeah. Yeah? Oh, yeah, yeah. That was... I've been a member for years. Years. I have to a long time. My parents got me a membership when I was in like college, and then uh, I just took it over because I'm like, this like, is all right. Want me to stop going to Costco? Stop buying bulk? No. People always say that they don't need that much mayonnaise, and it's like, okay, I don't buy. They say mayonnaise. it until they're out of mayonnaise. <laughs> I could use the gallon. Yeah. These deviled eggs got to smooth out. Should have gone to Costco. I'm a big fan. I'm buying a lot of cashews there, raw cashews, mixed Hi, Jimmy. nuts. Good to see you, man. You too, man. Jimmy's making, a, making an appearance on the podcast. God bless Jimmy. He's the best. He's an institution here. Steve, you're an institution here. Thanks for coming out and doing the program. Thanks, Paul. You're welcome. <laughs> Enjoy the program, everybody. Steve A.G., everybody! Thank you, thank you, thank you for coming out to put your hands together. You've been fun. Give it up for yourselves. Give it up for yourselves. You came out on a Tuesday and you did it. I love that about you. I love that. Some of you get to go to Burr's. Some of you to go home and watch O.J. Simpson. I love all of that. I love all of you. Uh, again, I'm Paul Danke. I had a great time hosting you. Give it up. You know, give it up for me. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, I have an album out on a special thing record, the same record label that puts out this uh, podcast. You can check it out. You can buy it. It's on iTunes. You can listen to it on Spotify. Free. Mm-mm-mm. It's funny. Don't you, you believe it, right? Yeah, of course it's funny. This guy's been great the whole time. He's just been riffing. Real jokes? Oh, yeah. And knock it out of the park. You'll love it. Some of you wouldn't, but most of you would love it. Love it. Get out of here. I'm done. Put your hands Go. together. Go. Put your hands together. Go. Another show Put coming here. Put your hands together. Put yeah. your hands together. Thank you. Put your hands together. Thank you. Put your Thank hands you. together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Good night. Thank you. Put your hands together. Get ready to You're lay with great your hands Thank you. Thank you. Put Thank your you. Hands together. Thank Get you. Nirvana. Rest in peace. Kurt Cobain. We lost him 22 years ago today. Thank you. Thank you. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season 3 has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, Season 3 is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nuts. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Jesus! I mean, Jazos! (laughs) Ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season 3 of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.